when raising a Pacifico beer with friends you just met turns into hitting up their friend's local art show, getting inspired to create something together, and painting your first mural, you found what was waiting for you. Pacifico. Life's waiting. 21 plus only. Discover responsibly. Pacifico Clara Beer. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery mobile game that puts your detective skills to the test. Embark on a journey into a gripping narrative where intrigue, secrets, and unexpected twists await at every turn. Play as June Parker and investigate beautifully detailed scenes of the 1920s whilst uncovering the mystery of her sister's murder. Rediscover the magic of June's childhood as you roam the vast estate filled with secrets and memories waiting to be uncovered. Gather compelling evidence and decipher clues, immersing yourself in a captivating world of discovery that will keep you hooked until the very end. Compete with friends and other players to see who can solve cases the fastest or achieve the highest scores. Are you ready to jump back in time, detectives? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Discover the secrets of the past. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I enjoy hearing you every morning. Your mom is so fat, when she wears heels, she strikes oil. (laughs) (laughs) Them hogs, man. Them hogs can't do no wrong, fella. Have you ever slapped a bag, Tommy? Everybody has their own way of getting motivated, you know, and I think he uses that kind of stuff a little bit. You have to ask him. I would assume he uses that in his motivation and his preparation. We don't always need somebody to talk bad about us to motivate us, you know, but a lot of times when that happens, there is some type of, well, I'll show you type thing. I think that's KJ's got a little bit of that in him, along with, you know, he wants to be good no matter what people say. But we kind of thrive on that kind of stuff. That's kind of who we are, and we like it that way. So Sam Pittman's response was in a question directed at some of the quarterback lists that K.J. Jefferson has been on, some of the coaching lists that he's been on. And Arkansas doesn't necessarily need that motivation, but you heard from Sam, they kind of like it. And this upcoming season, they're motivated to win football games, as they were last year. They proved a lot of people wrong I think they're going to be able to do that again. We had a chance to catch up with them yesterday. A lot that he said, Tommy, as we get rolling on a recruiting Thursday. What's up? Hey, well, uh, it should be fun tomorrow. I mean, it's good to listen to Sam and get a few updates on some guys. I know we're going to go through a lot of that, but... uh uh, interesting. You had two, both head coaches yesterday have press conferences, and we got a lot to unwind and unpack. We got some great folks to talk to here on the show today about all of it. Is uh, the basketball team normally not you know in the storyline at all? But uh, heard from Musselman yesterday and from Pittman getting ready for practice to begin tomorrow. Do you watch? I didn't watch a second of Eric's press conference. I'm just going to yeah. be blatantly honest. I, I, and I, I, you know, we've got both of them up at hitthatline.com. I, I am. Actually, I got it on my phone finishing up Coach Musselman's. And uh, Coach Pippins is, you know, a little over a half hour. But if you want to watch all of those in full detail, uh, you can watch them at hitthatline.com. So I've, I've, I'm still finishing up uh, Eric Musselman's, uh, I guess, last meeting with the media before they leave out. What would that be Saturday? Saturday. Yeah, the 6th. Mm-hmm. So they're they're heading out of town and heading across the big pond. 
So, so let's start with football first. Yeah, this team's going to come out strong either way, and it doesn't really matter if people believe in it or not. Kind of like we're saying, and you know what? I kind of like what Sam so said at the end of that statement. It's like ah, we kind of like it when people doubt us. Listen, they doubt your coach, they doubt your players, they doubt you as a fan base, they doubt you as a state. They doubt you in a lot of different reasons. Not just your football program, your basketball team, your baseball team. Like, oh, the Arkansas doesn't have the resources to compete. They don't have the resources to win a national championship. And that's why it's so more, so much fun. And that's why you get so much vindication when you shut them up. And that's why this football team is going to shut a lot of national media up this year that doesn't believe in Arkansas. Sure, there are some here and there that have picked Arkansas to be second in the West or high up on the list or win double-digit games. And I hope they accomplish all those goals. They've got to get by Cincinnati. Chuck was very, very adamant yesterday. All these goals, all these aspirations, throw them out the window if you can't win that game one. Cincinnati, Luke Fickle, talking about Arkansas having something to prove. Luke Fickle and company have something to prove. They want to prove that they can walk into an SEC stadium even after losing several guys to the NFL draft and beat a team straight up. Arkansas, by no means, is going to be just clearly the favorite in that game. Yes, I know the lines come out eight, eight and a half, whatever it is in Vegas, but if you think you're walking through that game easy, Tommy, you got another thing coming. No, and I think it's a good game to provide sense of urgency to everybody. I mean, if you're the equipment manager, you better be ready to go for, for the Cincinnati game. If you're the starting quarterback, you better be ready to go for the Cincinnati game. So I, I think it doesn't take much to sell your team on the idea. And I know the name game, if, you, if you're if you maybe a little older, I don't think I think the younger guys and the guys on this roster clearly get the, the, uh, the quality of the opponent in Cincinnati. I think maybe some guys m- more my age, you're just not used to – Cincinnati, and I'm not saying they're a traditional power, but they are as of late. I don't think these young guys have to be sold at all on the uh, the quality of their week one opponent. I think these coaches well know that as well. I think I think more so, and it. I mean, it matters, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters from a ticket and an atmosphere standpoint. What the fans think, fans aren't going aren't going to line up. And they're going to put a hand down, but you know, you, I think we all need to understand as fans, they're going to buy a ticket and go. This isn't easy. I think we know that. I think we understand the college football player. Well, that was last year, you know. Well, I mean, it's going to be a good test. And more than anything, you know, if you go out there and you win big, you know, you, you may have some hope of what you can do. You can start out 3-0. and Hey, we've got a good chance against A&M. But the, the other side of that coin's just as true. You get beat two touchdowns by Cincinnati, and, boy, they'll be calling in here, you know, after the game and on Monday mornings, I I don't know if we can win a game, guys. Uh, it, it, you know that'll that'll be the, the 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 sentiment amongst the fans. It can turn and it can turn on a dime yeah. so fast just by that opening performance. And we're putting a lot, a lot. We're putting a lot on this on the team and as a coaching staff. But I hope, even though as you just said, Cincinnati doesn't exactly fall into the blue blood top dog powerhouse football category. But I hope as a fan base, there's. 72,000 plus in that opening game. I'm I'm not expecting to sell out. I don't think you are either. But I would hope that with it being a ranked opponent that's walking in here, which you have not had since 2006 when USC came to town. No, this is not the same hype since when the Trojans were here. But I would hope 
that every single one of you that has means to go buy a ticket using your season tickets, whatever it may be, uh, they're doing single game stuff right now and a variety of other things, you need to be at that game because it sets the tone for the year, not just of a football team, but the fan base itself. I think that this is going to be a great year. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. And you have an opportunity not only to show this team that you're going to support them, but show every team that is walking in from the jump, Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, Liberty, that it is going to be an extremely difficult task to win inside of Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. We know it is in Baum Walker. We know it is in Bud Walton Arena. That's a given. Those are top three venues in their respective sports. Can you get Donald W. top three? Probably not. You can get a top 15, top 10. We've never seen that sucker 80-plus in an actual football game. We saw it with Garth. We've never seen it in an actual football game. Can you, do, can you do enough as a fan base to make it a living hell for every single opponent like you get it into Texas last year? Can you make that the standard for Arkansas football this year? Who's the tougher opponent, Cincinnati or South Carolina? Which is the team that's more I, difficult said to Missouri, beat? If you Missouri like yesterday, I would say Cincinnati, but you switched it up on me. I mean, those are your first would, two. Which which one's going to be the harder one to win? If, you, if I told you you're going to go one and one. I got to go quarterback, Spencer Rattler. And you can make fun of Spencer Rattler all you want. Spencer Rattler put up great stats in Oklahoma. You can say, well, Ty, that's a big 12. Spencer Rattler is going to be looking to make a statement in week two in their SEC opener. His first ever SEC game as a conference quarterback. So I got to go South Carolina. And Beamer, we talk about what Pittman's doing in the West. Beamer seems to be gaining a lot of respect in the East. And they were on the same staff. Yeah. Kirby staff. So I would go South Carolina. Maybe we can get into this a little more. I don't think all is lost if you're not 3-0. and I think trying to get to 9 or 10, which is the upper range of expectations, is tough if you don't start out 3-0. and But, uh, you know, I don't think the season's lost if you don't win all three of those first three in September. I know this. I'm looking forward to, to the Razorbacks playing. I'm looking forward to just college football being back. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Now he does a tightrope act. Boy, Houdini's in the house. We're number three, and nobody's home to watch that house. Touchdown, Hogs! Usually, Coach Pittman's pretty tight-lipped on injuries, but we did get an update on your starting running back last year that isn't expected to start game one, or at least it doesn't look like from the optics. Here's what Coach had to say about who's number one in the depth chart and Dominique Johnson's status for Cincinnati. Dominique, you know, we had to talk about that this morning in our staff meeting with Dave. I feel like he'll be able to do some things, maybe not the first week as far as team-oriented 
type things, but uh, he's progressing well. He's ahead of schedule. So I don't know if we'll have him for the Cincinnati game or not, but I feel like we're going to have him majority of the season. All right, let's play doctor here. Uh-huh. He got injured in the bowl game, which happened on January 1st. It's August the 4th. How many months is that? Well, that's eight months, right? Okay. It was a knee. I mean, it's set, it's seven full months. I guess you're going into your eighth month. It was a knee injury, right? Mm-hmm. Is it fair to me as, to say that he tore his ACL? Is that a fair statement for me to make based on that if he's recovering and it's eight months later that he tore his ACL? Is that a fair statement for me to make or a fair it's not guess? It's a statement. It's an assumption. Is that a fair assumption based on the timeline? What other knee injuries do you know that Achilles is, what, 15? Oh, Achilles is, is the maybe the the biggest time killer of all injuries. It's like a year and a half recovery. Can be. Now, we've seen some come back faster, but yeah, I mean, Achilles is, is the worst news you can get. Like a young player in the NFL might be a career ender. Yeah. You know, because you're cut, you're gone. I mean, but, yeah, I think when you're talking about Dominique, that, that that's a fair that assumption. A fair assessment? I think you can say it's an assumption, not a oh, statement. Oh, it's not but, a statement. Yeah. That, that's yeah. the incorrect wording. But is that a fair assumption on my part? Yes. Based on if it's injured in the bowl game, it's a knee, mm-hmm. and he's still recovering at this point. Yes. We know knee injuries can be difficult. And we've talked about how important this running back depth is. For yeah, I, th- I think the other important thing here, though, when you're talking about a running back versus linemen versus other positions. I think wide receiver fits in about what I'm saying. It's it's the lateral movement. It's the cuts. It's the plants. It's all the things you got to do physically, shifting your weights. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a, it's a position that you can't have any doubt. If, if you ever drove a car that would die on you, do you ever have one of those that you put, 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 you know, sput, sput, put, yeah. you know, and, and, and you didn't know if it was going to go, and it, it'd shake a little bit, and you're in the highway, just like turning. How many times you want to turn out left with that big truck going? And these, you didn't trust it, right? Mm-hmm. I would think, and I, and I, you know, knock on wood, I ain't had a knee injury oh, yet. Wow. You have, yeah. But how long did it take you to trust to plant, cut, move laterally, do all the things to run fast and jump high? You know, it, I, you know, I equated that old beater car we all had at some point in high school or college or wherever man it'd die on you every now and then you had to put it in neutral and crank it back up you wouldn't turn left when traffic was coming but i would think a knee would be kind of like that I, it, I, is. I, it is it, 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 once i got that tune up and it didn't die anymore whoo, i'll get right out there mm-hmm. until you make a few of them plants and cuts as a running back in Johnson, I, I just think it's different. Not, not, not that something like Torian Carter's situation, if it's the same thing, doesn't have its challenges. I just think when you're a running back or a wide receiver or something like that, what you depend on out of that knee is just a little different. Torian's going to be in camp. He doesn't doesn't look like he's going to be active in camp. He's going to go to meetings and stuff like that. Coach Pittman did address that yesterday. Uh, Cade Renfro has not been cleared yet. Coach also talked about that. Those are kind of the injuries. And then I think it was Ja'Cory Turner, who was the other guy that he mentioned as well, uh, dealing with injuries. I think that's the four, if I remember that correctly. But those are those are kind of the guys that he talked yeah. about football-wise. Clay's coming up in about 10 minutes with us, and, and I'm sure he's listening right now. You know, not not having injuries of this nature in camp. You don't want to lose anybody in camp, but it's one thing to lose someone in camp that's gone for the year. You have one of these injuries like we're talking about now with an knee. They're, they're done. Done. Gonzo. Post. 
Oh. So, I mean, that is a huge thing for a team that, I mean, it seems like every year we talk about depth. But you, know, you just can't lose one of these frontline guys with an injury of this nature because, I mean, at least if it happens early, mm-hmm. you can get somebody as ready as you're going to get them. But that's the, that's the storyline we can't come out of August with. Well, and speaking of injuries, I know a lot of people are freaking out about this. It doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. So practice yesterday, which was open to the media, Nick Smith was not in the drills and scrimmages and stuff. He was on the sidelines with the – and it was on his, what, left finger? Right? This is not your – no, this is the other one. It's the second one from Wait the – Wait a minute. The second one from the – Are you calling the me number one there? Just yeah, he's got a bone bruise. And it was noticed that it was taped up, but uh, – Thought it, they, 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 I guess knew a way it wasn't a, a break. They thought it might have been a ligament, but I guess maybe the best news is it's a bone bruise. Obviously, you know you don't have to talk very long though about the importance of the fingers and the dexterity when you're talking about a point guard and what you need there. Kind of hard to be effective uh, offensively dribbling the ball, handling the ball with with bad fingers. And as as ambidextrous as Nick is when he's getting to the rim, it doesn't matter if it's your left or right hand. He yeah. needs them both. So. Well, I mean, I'm not even talking about shot. You know, that he hadn't gotten into that. He just handling the basketball. So, I mean, bone bruise, I, I you know, I don't know. You know has, has he played but, much in Italy and Spain? I, I, I guess. I don't know. Well, must is certainly putting off the impression that he doesn't give one hoot about these four games. He just wants these practices. But I bet come game time, he'll be ready to win. Yeah, he's like, he he mentioned it, not this press conference, but last one. He's like, we're still trying to win, but it's... Not that big of a deal. Well, he was asked yesterday about the teams we're playing. Are they, and Bob Holt asked, are they older guys, the guys in their 30s? And he said, I guess we're going to have to get Riley Hall in here, their director of basketball operations, get him to tell you. I don't know anything. I don't believe that. I don't think what Muss is saying is, I think he knows far more than he's letting on. But the the picture that's being painted is, hey, we're going on a trip. Now, he announced that, yeah, or let us know yesterday that they're now going to spend at least a half day or something in Switzerland ahead of one of the games. And, oh, wow. And so they're just trying to yeah, they give these guys a, a, a bonding opportunity, but a life experience they wouldn't otherwise get. And there's your ding, ding, ding. This is your answer. This is not about winning these four games. This is about team building and bonding. You got 11 new dudes, 11 on this roster. You got, I guess, four if you count the walk-ons that are back from last year's team. Two real guys that are actually going to play this year. And I I say play. Kamani might not play. Devo will. So they got to bond somehow. This is a great way to do it. No better place than Italy or Spain or, I guess, now Switzerland, as he revealed yesterday. Good old Fayetteville, Arkansas. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Guys, it's all about confidence when it's time for sex. Am I right? Sometimes stress, anxiety, or just a bad day can affect your performance and ruin the fun and passion for both of you. But don't worry. BlueChew.com is here to save the day. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew tablets help men combat all forms of ED. Because BlueChew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, 
no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. Blue Chew tablets are made right here in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code BELIEVE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your first month free. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next with zero carbs. The crowd's into it. They just threw him out of the game. They just threw him out of the game. He's gotten his second technical and he's been thrown out of the ball game. Let's get into our Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. So I talked about this with Richard. It is National IPA Day. The question is, do you drink IPAs or light beer? And some, for whatever reason, I've never understood this. Apparently, like, once you graduate college, you're supposed to transition for some people, which I think is the most idiotic, stupid, atrocious line of thinking out there. Because you don't drink. You're supposed to what? Transition. Transfer to IPA. I've noticed my moronic friends deciding that they've just they've got to drink it because it's more sophisticated it's like drink what you want to drink bro it doesn't matter that again it goes back to the same thing and I, I appreciate those who have accumulated wealth over time that are the exact same people they drink the same thing they did at 18 as they do at 56 that's how i'm gonna be i'm gonna drink my natty light when i was 18 i'm gonna drink it when i'm 65 that's just how it's gonna be you don't drink IPAs, do you? I don't understand all of that. I'll be honest. I, I guess I am pretty basic and uh, pretty boring because it's it's oh, it's either Bud Light or it's Mick Ultra or something like that. You know. Now I'll I'll be honest. We used to drink a little Natty Light back in the day, and I've had a few Keystones lately along the way. But you know, it's normally either Bud Light or Mick Ultra. When I go to the store, I slip a bush light in there every now yeah, and then. Yeah, that it's a bush state. I'm pretty bored. I mean, I get if you think that's because there's nothing wrong with any of these craft beers. I think some of the 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 can art or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I think that's what sells it from everything I've kind of understood about it. Is you better have a good design on that can. But I get lost in all the terminology. I mean, I don't, I, I'll be honest, gun to head. If you said what's IPA stand for, I guess. I'll say my goodbyes because all you it's know. An Indian pale ale. So yeah, it stands. Thank for. you. No, I didn't. I didn't know what it was. Expand your palate. See, see here he is. He's and looking down at you. You are cultured people. And this is expand your palate. There's more different flavors out there than just your run of the mill watered down beer. And don't get me wrong, I like the watery stuff. I I, I drink Budweiser. I drink Miller Lite. But I, I like a good craft beer. I'm I'm about fifty fifty on IPAs. I can an, I can drink them, but I'm if not you order hammer if you try and order an IPA at Papa's, we will not invite you back. You are not allowed back. You <laughs> just, that invite has been revoked. If you do that tonight and you step up and Allie comes over and say, "What do you want?" and you say, "I want this IPA," just leave, get out, and never come back. <laughs> See, but that's the thing. I know when and where to drink these things, and there's different never. places that never. you don't drink. Yeah. You don't drink them at Papa's. See, that's not that's not the place. But if I'm at 
if I'm, I'm at a brewery, I want to try their IPA. And and the one another thing, you talk about can designs. You also got to have good names. These crap beers have to have. Well, there's good some crazy. And clever I'll, I'll give you and, that. And good names, it's, but it it is good. You know, to, to change up your and palate. And I don't want to rip on the local breweries because we do have some really good ones throughout the state. And I want to be very clear about that. But it ain't for me. <laughs> and it ain't for most of our listeners. Now, Ryan... Well, I think he's an acquired taste. I just hadn't acquired it yeah, yet. Yeah, I'm with you. But according to Drew, we're not sophisticated. Yeah. See that, not and that's the, you're not sophisticated, uh, but open We're too up, uncultured. Well, open your horizons. Be well, into I know. for adventure and trying new things. Drew and Fayetteville says... I'm drink a bush instead of a bush light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drew and Fayetteville says that uh, look how many different IPAs they have in Northwest Arkansas. Now, Ryan and Conway is on your side, Drew. He says an IPA is just a type of craft beer. It's more flavor than the water you're drinking. The water We've been drinking. talking quarterbacks and offensive line for an hour. We get 10 texts. We talk beer for 10 seconds. We got 100 texts. Thank you for listening out there. Drew and Barryville says you haven't <laughs> Let's lived talk beer. Yeah, until you've had PBR out of a bottle. Now, we had... Yeah, right. And then some Boone's Farm out of a bottle, too. Yeah, we bought the... <laughs> I don't think they had these in Arkansas, Drew and Barryville, but at one point, they were selling 99 of these suckers in like a I big old... That. We bought one of them at one point. That was awesome. That was uh, that was the the best. All right, let's see. Main beer, according to Jamie May, is Bush Light, but he will drink Ultra and Dos Equis as well. Yeah, but those aren't those aren't craft beers. Those are just this statement might actually will get Hispanic me fired beers. and hated. I don't know if I've ever actually had a Bush Light before. We got to. You've lived that. in Arkansas for a year and you haven't had a Bush Light. Now that's not my. I've had a Bush Light apple. I've tried okay. those before. My brother-in-law loves them, and he makes me bring good. them back to Memphis those were every time. Sucked down at. Peace but I don't know Maker. if I've ever actually had an original Bush Light. I like Bush Light. My brother, that's what he drinks. That is not my like. I'm going when I go to the store. If I'm getting beer, it's Natty or Mick Ultra, and I like Bud Light, Bush Light. I think Kurs Miller. I mean, I, I don't have a huge. If it's light beer, I'm probably PBR. I'm probably going to drink it. But you've been here an entire year, and I, I, I can't give you too much crap because you drink Bud heavy, so that's I, I respect that. Ooh, here on your Budweiser chest. and bourbon. That's I, all I normally drink. I respect that. And, and some crap beer. I said Budweiser work out for your diet plan, though. Not very good. <laughs> that's why I switched More to power Miller. Walking. That's why I switched to Miller do, Light do on you, Thursdays. Do you power walk with a Bud in hand? Bud no. heavy? No? No, no, Use no, those I'll, as kind of weights, you know, and go along? Okay. Let's get some calls on this. Let's welcome our audience in because this obviously is a very, very volatile conversation yeah. <laughs> because people have their opinions and they want to share them. Drew and Fayetteville, you're up first. Your thoughts on craft beer this morning as it's National IPA Day. Yeah, so uh, I am an IPA guy, but uh, have you guys tried any of like the Pilsners or the Lagers from any of these craft breweries? It's not all IPAs that they do. I've had... When we go occasionally as a friend group or if a young lady wants to go out and she wants to go there, I've gone and I've just been like, give me what I think I should get. So I've had other stuff outside of IPA, but I don't make a habit of like... Do you ever get the flight deal where they'll bring you like five shot glasses yeah. and kind of try what you... Yeah, did that NOLA a little yeah. bit. It'll I mean, uh, sampler plan. Northwest, yeah, Northwest Arkansas is unbelievable for it from Fossil Cove to Ozark. You can walk in and they'll have 12 or 15 different beers that they brewed in Northwest Arkansas. And, I mean, you can get a Pilsner, you can get lagers, wheat beers. The uh, Arkansas Red is like a Killian's Irish Red. 
these uh, these Arkansas craft breweries, they're phenomenal. They do a great job. So do you still ever suck down a bush light, Drew? Oh, no question. Right. Okay, well, then so you're good. Then you're good with us. You're yeah. good with us. Yeah. And that's the... And, Go ahead. And some natty, and some natty light, as Tommy was talking about. <laughs> yes. That's, that, that's and, Ty's deal. And, and Drew, I'll tell you this, brother. When I walk into an establishment and I see that beautiful red and white stripe on the bar tab, I know I'm going to have a good time. It's only a select number of places nowadays. But if you see that some place has natural light on tap and they have pictures too, then just it, it's going to be a great night. And I'll leave it there on that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't tie one on like that too uh, too much anymore. So that's the thing about these craft beers being five six percent. You can have, you know, one or two of them, and uh, it's a lot better than drinking eight Natty Lights. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go the opposite way on that, because I'd, I'd rather have eight Natty Lights. But <laughs> He's Drew, a cheap drunk. New, <laughs> Drew, we appreciate your call this morning. Thanks for your uh, thoughts on craft beers and IPAs and a variety. Now, I've been text. I just got a text, Drew, from Joel in Northwest Arkansas. Do you know what Budweiser stands for? As someone uh, that- it's King of Beers. That's what it says on the bottle. It is the king. Okay. He uh, he says, you deserve to know what every individual enjoys regularly. So I guess you need to look that up and see what it stands for. <laughs> okay. He's a beer connoisseur himself, so that's that. We've got some pretty poignant opinions on oh, this. Oh, I mean, here's, he's getting loaded here, with text. Here's my thing. The wealthiest guy I know drinks Bush Light, and he doesn't have a problem if someone's drinking crap beer or something next to him. The problem I have is if you're drinking craft beer and I order something that's light and you look at me weird like he just I, yeah he like looked down his nose at us. that's where I come in and depending like, on where I mean, we you are could just see, if you we're could, at if we're at a, a brewery or it doesn't a, matter where we are Bush there, Light does, is good it does matter Bush Light's good at a wedding matter. Bush Light's good at what's the we're at Binville what's the like the place that all the girls like to take pictures in Benville, and I cannot think of it. It's this like inc- it's this incredible bar. begins with oh, a P. I was going to say it, Crystal Bridges, but I knew I was it, way off Crystal, there. You know what? It's great. Bush Light's great at Crystal yeah. Bridges. I don't know if you can get one at Ruth Chris, though. I don't know. Well, you, <laughs> should, you, <laughs> should, you, should, <laughs> you should be in Rogers, lo- Are they not losing money by not having that? In the <laughs> they may not see it. If there. you're so, at a good restaurant, or you're at one of these bars that mm-hmm. are known for their different variety, like uh, Flying Saucer is a national thing, but there's two of them in Memphis. One in Little Rock. There, yeah, one in Little Rock as well. That have over, you know, 200 different types of beer at one time. And we walk in and you order a Natty Light. Yeah, you're going to get some looks. They 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 literally tell well, you if you order a Bud Light, get out. They can and shove it, those looks up their <laughs> rectum because I don't care. So it does matter where you are. Well, and to Ryan, Ryan and Conway... Text us in. If you're at a local brewery, it's disrespectful to buy anything but their product. Is that like is that like asking for ketchup in a steakhouse? Then why yeah. do you have the beers then? Because they sell. If you if that's the case, now if you don't have the basically the mini fridge, you know mm-hmm. where the the non their beers are kept. Owners and managers aren't stupid. They have those for a reason because people still go in and buy them. Someone help me out with that. That bar that begins with the P and Ben. Preacher Son? It's, that- pre- it's not Preacher Son. It's like Prometheus or something like that. Mm. It's a big the Prometheus, it's something like that. Right. And there there there's like like all obviously all across the state, everywhere's different, right? Benville looks a heck of a lot different than a smaller southern Arkansas. Or town. even Little Rock. Yeah, you know? or Little Rock. I mean Little Rock. 
Yeah, it's just, it's different. But There's a lot of tap they, houses in the river market. I will always, if they have, now if they have the local stuff, like you said, they don't have the other stuff, I'll get the local stuff. But if they have that, I'm getting that. And if they look at me weird, I was like, why do you care at then? Oh, because it sells because people drink it. That's why. Listen, if 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 they don't make your if they don't make it in a forty that you can get in a brown bag at the gas station, move on. You know what I mean? All the good. That's right. where all the good beers are kept, right? All right, Mister Kraft. For <laughs> for Christmas this year, you're getting a few cold forty fives. Then, if that's what that's the uh, that's what wouldn't be like. the first time. So, man, well, this got pretty uh pretty uh up there. We're gonna talk with Tom Murphy coming up in. Just a bit. We might Peddler's Pub, is that the one you were looking for? I'm going to have to look this up. Guys, it's the one with the big old chandelier. And honestly, probably our audience doesn't go there that often, which is good because it's not my <laughs> cup of tea. Like, I've been to the fancy schmancy places in Benville. Like, some, one of my buddies took me to Blake Street. It's got the pool. It's got the, the record player. I walked in there, and there's more money in there than I could ever imagine. I'm just like, I don't fit in here. Like, I, I was wearing, like, swim, like, some old swim trunks and oh, that. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have your chacos on too? I did actually. <laughs> There's, In but, a Hawaiian, I, I I have the rep. I just don't have the look. Just because it's the radio, but it's like, why is he dressed like that? So I can kind of get in certain places, and then people look at me weird. All that, <laughs> jeez, Louise. All right, we'll go to Tom Murphy. Talk a little, little football with him because we do need to transition from our beer conversation. Uh, Tom, I wasn't. I wasn't aware of this, and I think you asked the question. Cincinnati opening game. I know Arkansas fans are hoping they get some better punting this year. I didn't know that Fletcher's brother Mason played at Cincinnati. Uh, both their both their family, I think they're flying in from Australia to see that game in Fayetteville. Is that correct? Well, good morning, guys. Um, I gave away a little of uh, my hard future I'm doing on Max Fletcher, um, who, yeah, he punted at Pro Kick Australia. His brother did. Uh, they're jacked up that they're going to meet on the field for the game. A few more details will come out in my story, but yeah, his parents are supposed to come up and you know, with COVID it's been a while, so it's going to be a neat little reunion for them. I thought that was a pretty cool. We got a lot of stuff out of Sam Pittman yesterday and I know that he's really excited. You remember how Chad Morris was trying to shrink the fellows up front? Well, that worked out really well. Two back to back, two and 10 seasons. And now Sam's got, Jamal Walker, Jamil Walker, trying to pump these boys, get some beef into them. They look like an SEC team a lot more now than they did when he first got there. How do you, how important is that that you just continue to grow, not just in, in build, but they're getting a lot more speed too, it seems like. Right. Well, it's just it's imperative. A, keep the, keep the great D lineman from the, in this conference away from your quarterback, and then B, get the ball in the hands of guys who can outrun fast guys on the other side of the field and on the other side of the ball have your safeties and corners the guys you know guys who are fast come up and make plays on the other team's fast receivers i mean that's why jameson williams was such a great addition for alabama he ran by people last year with his great speed um and he did it for a touchdown in the arkansas game or actually a couple of touchdowns so um it's all it's all a part of being a, a quality program and and, you know, there's a lot of things that go into winning, uh, but believing that they can go out and make plays and win games was part of it. But then being a, a team that's bigger, that can physically do things on people and then have the speed to get by them uh, are other components. And 
um, he's slotting those things into place, and, and they look more, much more like a quality SEC football team now. Tom, one of the early questions yesterday was about Torian Carter, and it was a little, little bit cryptic. I don't know what you took out of that. He's, he's going to be in the meetings. He's in practice, not cleared for contact. What, what was your takeaway on when he may or may not return? Well, he had to have knee surgery, and they haven't been super specific, and I think we're going to run into that um, a lot more this year. Uh, but um, he had to have knee surgery, uh, and if it's an ACL, as I believe, then you know what the time frame is for ACL surgeries, you know, for returns. So if, they, if, if he plays this year, it would be, um, you know, kind of ahead of schedule thing. Um, and what Sam said in Atlanta about him was that guys who have uh, strong uh, their their muscles are strong around their soft tissue can come back from knee surgeries faster, and that uh, Torian Carter is one of those guys. And so I don't know. I I just I hate it for him because he was having a heck of a spring. We had just talked to him a day, you know, a few days before, maybe the week before, and it was in good spirits. And I think he was going to be, you know, a starter. And I think he was looking to have a breakout season. So Cam Ball and some other guys are going to have to jump up and help Isaiah Nichols, uh, Terry Hampton, some other guys at tackle till he comes back. And I, and I think Dominic Johnson is the same thing. I mean, it, it, his injury happened in the bowl, so. You know, he's got a few months on Torian, um, but Coach Pittman said yesterday, you know, he, they didn't think he, they'd have him for the Cincinnati game, but they felt like they'd have him for a good chunk of the year. So his, so we're going to see a lot of Rocket Sanders, A.J. Green, and Rashad DeBinion for several games before Dominic Johnson can return. Back to Torian Carter for just saying, I guess we should point out, he's a redshirt junior for those that may not know. So, And I get confused, Tom, with the COVID year and extra year of eligibility and where that begins and leads off, uh, leaves off sometimes now. So he's already used his redshirt, I guess, uh, is one thing we should point out with Carter if he's not able to go this year. Uh, yeah, that's correct. You know, of course, high school teammate of Jalen Catalan yeah. came in with Catalan. And, of course, Catalan was the bigger name. But um, we talked to Carter a few times now, and um, I'm, he, he's a he's a good kid. And uh, like I said, his spring was going, you know, he was, it was going very well. And uh, he would have gotten starting reps. I'm I'm positive about that. And so now Isaiah Nichols is more the leader in that room, and uh, those other guys are going to have to pick it up till Carter can come back. Tom Murphy with us here on the Morning Rush. Tom, I think a lot of people are wondering, hey, who's going to be catching the football on kickoffs and punt returns? And Sam Pittman listed off a, a handful of guys yesterday. He did nix Rocket Sanders, though, and Scott Fountain was asking him about that. And I just find <laughs> yeah. it fascinating that back in the day, you had your two starting running backs, Felix Jones and Darren McFadden, out there. It's just, it's just not like that today, man. No, it's not because they, they know. The stats say that the collisions on kickoff returns are some of the most violent and injury-causing in college football and pro football. Uh, one of the good things about that is there's not as many kickoff returns as there used to be, uh, but you can still get hurt when you do return them. So I think it's a, a wise idea. You know, Rocket did return some last year, just a few. A.J. Green did, um, but I think – 
Green's still probably in the mix. Isaiah Satania. Um, I think Miles Slusher, they mentioned, is a potential kickoff return guy. And I was talking to, uh, I think it was Jalen Lewis, saying that um, he's, he's a good return guy, too. So I don't know if, I don't know if he's going to get in the mix or not. But uh, he's a DB. But, yeah, I think we're going to see some new faces back there. And hopefully Arkansas can get to where, you know, it was a few years ago where Burks was uh, a dangerous guy on punt returns. And, you know, it's been a, it's been only a, a few guys since Joe Adams that were electric enough that could, you know, return punts and um, kickoffs for touchdown. You know, and, and Dennis John. Um, Johnson. Dennis uh, God, Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Kid from Texarkana. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tom, you mentioned that. And by the way, I hope you don't have a Greg Brooks fiasco like you did in the Texas game where first one he tried to field, he muffed, and Arkansas got lucky because <laughs> guy stepped out of bounds. But all right, so tomorrow, set the scene. You're walking into practice. What's the first thing you're looking for when you step foot on a fall camp for the first time? Oh, man. Now you're going to make me. I, I don't know. I just. I'm looking for guy, you know, like who's injured and you know who's in there, who's not, what the what, who's in on the first units. There's so much to take in. This is what I love about football. There's so many components that have to go fall into place to make for a good team. And Arkansas has got a lot more of those this year. But um, you know, who's in there on the defensive front? You know, are they running three man fronts, four man fronts more often? Um, are they going to do like they did in spring where they started off in three for several couple of weeks and then moved to the four, um, personnel who's in the, who's the first groups of receivers, how often Malik Hornsby get, gets used and, and when, oh, there's a lot of things to keep track of. And, uh, I don't know. It's, there's a suit. There's an excitement about this team suiting up and going out this year because, uh, of what happened last season and the, the promise that, you know, they're still really good. And uh, they're going to be in a lot of these games. Yeah, Tom, real quick, we got about thirty seconds before we got to run. But first practice is at five, then three o'clock, three o'clock, three o'clock, up till their first day off next week. You surprised with the heat that these practices have been scheduled in the hottest parts of the day? Well, a little bit because Sam said in Atlanta that they would adjust the schedule if they needed to, and the player, you know, council kind of came to them, and you know, player safety is a big deal. Um, and so I think if, if, if we end up having some of these 100-degree days and the, the heat index is way up there, they'll probably adjust those and go either you know in the evenings or try to go in the morning. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking that uh, might be on the lookout for, a, for an adjusted time of the weather, doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Tom, great stuff yeah. as always. We'll talk to you next week on Tuesday. All right, sounds great. See y'all. All right, Tom Murphy with us every Tuesday and Thursday now here on the Morning Rush from uh, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can 
can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. I know you got a chance, Clay, to catch up with Dalton Wagner and one of the things that Sam Pittman touched on yesterday is his health. I think it's his back that he's having issues being 6'9", 6'10", and just the pressure that puts being in a two-point stance and what that has. He was talking about Tykeus Crawford moving kind of the right side, that right guard, right tackle position. How much are we going to see Tykeus come in and kind of sub in on the offensive line, you think, this year? Well, I think there'll be substantial time. I think that uh, you know you roll a guy in there, you know, you get him time at either one of those positions if he, you know, he's comfortable there, and, and apparently he's done really well at learning both those positions. Um, it's a little different when you flop to the other side that you have to change your feet and your steps. Everything's backwards, so it's easier to stay on one side. Um, now Dalton said he's full go. He's healthy. He had a had a procedure on his back that uh, changed everything. That was you know why he sent out some in the spring. Uh, but you you can never have enough offensive linemen. You just can't. And to have two right tackles as good as they have, now these are both really top SEC players. You know, Dalton will probably get a look at the NFL. He he was such a good run blocker last year and didn't give up much in the past, you know, his past protection either. But he he was better than probably some of us really Understand that's from talking to uh, Cody Kennedy, which that you know I talked to Dalton two weeks ago, and then I talked to Cody last week. Those, those stuff will be coming out here pretty soon on Hawks Plus. But it, you you're gonna see those guys, and I think you're gonna see you know maybe uh, a second guy at left tackle early on uh, to give Luke Jones some rest. They're gonna be opening up holes from some talented running backs, AJ Green, Rocket Sanders. But the question is, Dominique Johnson, his status, according to Coach Pittman, is up in the air for game one right now. I know you've been really high on Rashad Dominion. Uh, is it Dubion or Dominion? Did I say it right the first time? <clears throat> uh, he, You got it. Okay. Either way, he's going to – he'll he'll. when they're a freshman, they answer to anything. <laughs> they answer to anything. I think when, it's when Dominion. That's how I've heard they it. They say, hey, you over there, 22, you're it. <laughs> and uh, he did. That, that's all they need, just a little glimmer in – but yeah, he is—he is one of those swing and miss type guys. Has good speed. He might not have uh, the speed of you know Rocket and AJ, but he's got really good speed. And he, uh, Kendall Browse told me he's is a difference maker. And he—he he was really a lot better in the spring than they ever suspected. In those scrimmages, he was terrific against their defense, against the ones. And I, I think that you'll see uh, no hesitation at putting him in. And Dominic will probably be ready here in a game or two. Um, and you're going to need them all. <laughs> it's just the way it is at running back. Yeah, Ricky Stromberg's a guy that, I mean, we, we talk so much about K.J. Jefferson. We talk about the running backs and who's going to step up. Is it Hazelwood or whatever, wide receiver? Um, 
I think in a lot of ways, Clay, this, this offense may go as far as Ricky Stromberg takes that offensive line. He gets them in the pass protections. Him staying healthy is important. Would it would it be Latham behind him, or who, who do you think will be the backup center? Because we don't think about that a lot, and I know that's not an interesting conversation always, but you know we've seen things fall apart on an offense before when your center goes down. Yeah, he's the he's next next up there probably. Uh, he he's taking snacks snaps. Uh, it worked out just fine. Uh, I think that he could slide over there. They've got a couple other guys. They've actually. It, it, one time or another, over the last uh, you know four months, when you think about spring and then summer, taking snaps with quarterbacks, all of them have have snapped it, so that uh, there is some knowledge of of what it is to execute a shotgun snap, and, and I, I think that. Uh, but Brady Latham has been through the wars, and he knows uh, what's going on in the middle of that line. He'd he'd be probably the guy I'd go to first. Yeah, just. A little, little more on Stromberg here because um, his toughness up front, but the calls he makes. Uh, it's all, poor, it all goes together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with, without him doing his job, up, I mean, it's one of those things that doesn't show up on the stat sheet or the box score or any of that stuff, but um, that's what makes it all work up front, and every play starts with him. They'll, they're going to they're gonna try to find another one or two, you know, this camp, and I, I think you'll, you'll, you'll hear uh, talk about, this guy or that, you know, some of the young ones are going to continue to to slide people around. And don't get alarmed if you hear of a lineup that just doesn't make any sense at all. It might be for two days. And it just, they're going to expose players to different positions so that when it happens in a game that it's not, you know, it's not a surprise. So let's flip to the other side of the ball because I think yep. one of the bigger question marks and Sam Pittman addressed this yesterday is still defensive line. He says he's confident in those guys, but I think they're with Torian Carter out there searching for that leader. Is it Isaiah Nichols? Who 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 do you think can be the pass rusher? Because as Sam said yesterday, it doesn't have to come from the edge. We'll take someone up the middle. Yeah, I think Gregory is 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 the guy that you'll see sack totals move up a little bit. And he's got such great speed and he can play inside out they can they can move him and slide him around and get the matchups they want um, you know i don't i don't know whether he's you know he's trey williams or not but he he is a guy that when he's uh, been healthy and he is right now that he's been terrific and he's got the size to really go up against a guard or a tackle we're talking with clay henry this morning here on the morning rush clay you mentioned uh, just kind of his, and he's Robinson, right? If I remember that, Robinson High School. Uh, you're, what player are you talking about? You, you just mentioned Zach Gregory. I, um, I think Eric that's Gregory. Eric, Eric, Eric Gregory, Gregory. Not Zach Gregory. Excuse me. Zach Williams is Joe T. Okay, uh, then I'm Eric. Him I believe Eric is. He's from out of state. See, yeah, oh. he's not from. He's not from Arkansas. Okay, uh, but but uh, you know you've got you've got. Zach Williams that can rush the passer, and I think his he's added size and strength. He does every year. He's bigger. Those two guys are the the people that are going to get the snaps the first. But then I, I think you'll see Landon Jackson and Domadek from Georgia Tech. You know he he's got a little bit of a burst. I'm I'm excited to see what they can get from Dorian Gerald. And I know we mm-hmm. you just kind of throw him out because he's not been able to play the last couple of years, but. He was a guy that everybody was excited about 
before this last injury that he'd really made a move in the summer. And I, I think the same thing has happened. And he's had, you know, really uh, a year to, to, you know, to get himself ready again. And I think he is. So we'll, we'll see. He's 25 years old. Um, he is a great person. And, I, you know, I think everybody on the team pulls for a guy like that. Cody Walker is a name more recent. Clay, is there another guy that you can think of that just has had such a tumultuous stretch of injuries at Arkansas that that finally made it on the field in the latter years of his career that had success? Well, that'd be one. Uh, you know, a guy that uh, you know that I remember that took a long time to get on the field, and it was you know this or that, and changing position was Marvin Caston, and that's a name. If you go down to the foundation, you'll see Marvin. You'll never figure that he was anything but an offensive guard by looking at him now. But he's a guy that blossomed in his last year. You know. Didn't play, didn't play, played defense, but moved around, and then boom, had a great year as a fullback. You know, with Danny Nutt coaching him. I thought this was interesting. This is from one of your, uh, one of your former colleagues, Matt Jones at Whole Hog Sports. That Fayetteville High School, Harmon Fields getting renovated, guys, and so they're going to play two games inside of Donald W. Early on, October seventh and the twenty first. So, given the opportunity, you got a chance to play. And this is go back to your twenties. You got a chance to play a home game and Donald W., Baumwalker, Bud Walton. Clay, I'll let you hit this one first and then relate it to Tommy. I guess since we're golf guys, you can play a home game at the Blessings. Home 18 at the Blessings. I don't have enough golf balls to play at the Blessings. Which one are you taking, Clay, of those well, four? The, the latter would be punishment. Yeah. I've played the Blessings and it's, it's a beautiful place and it's groomed perfectly. But I'd I always seem to run out of golf balls about 15 there. So I, I don't hit it good enough to play that course on a regular basis. Now, Chuck and I played one time on the forward tees, and that wasn't bad. You just hit a five-wood and you just kind of punch it out there. You know, I can find the fairway with my five-wood. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, – you know, I wasn't much of a football player, and so I don't want to pretend like that would be something that I would excel at. I guess probably – Baseball is what I played the most at, so so maybe if I could play catcher in my knees, where where you know Mark Powell could get him right, you know, finally, I hope he hears that. Um, I would probably like to play at Bob Walker. Yep. What about you, Tommy? Which one you choose? Well, I've always said there's no there's no better atmosphere than a good Bud Walton Arena. So if if you're talking about sellout crowd at Bud Walton Arena, I think that's where you'd want to be the star of the show. So. Uh, but this will be a neat experience uh, for both teams. Is I mean, you talk about Fayetteville's host. I think they're playing Southside in one game and Springdale. Springdale in the other. I mean, and, and listen, the old you know I, I, that will be an entry. That's the old rivalry, Fayetteville Springdale. I know Harbor's online, and and that's become a game. And I I was out there one time when Harbor and Fayetteville about well, Bray Cook was playing back then. I tell you how long ago. I'm going, I'm going like to twenty. 10 or 11, somewhere in there, and they had an epic finish to a to a Harbor-Fayetteville game. They had like two touchdowns return or kickoffs return for touchdown in the last two minutes, Jeez. three scores. I mean, there's some epic battles. But this will – I'm getting wordy here, but the, the, this will be neat for the Southside players, the Springdale players. Um, the Hootons Classics have had some games there. There's been opportunities. I remember a – what was it? A Springdale-Shiloh game with Gus was still coaching that was played there that had – a, a large attendance, 30,000 or so. So I, I think that's a place, and now that you're on grass, it's probably not as accessible as when it was on the turf. But that's a place that I think uh, I wish they would f- figure out a way to play more 
championship games and some things like that when it involved two Northwest Arkansas teams, but the logistics have never seemed to, to work out on that. Y'all help me on this. Let's think about state champions in the state. Basketball's in Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. Baseball's at Baumwalker. Soccer's at... Well, they moved that... The last couple of years, they've moved that to Conway uh, for... For baseball? So, yeah, because there's been scheduling conflicts, okay. so... Baseball has been Conway. Soccer, at least when I played, was Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And what's that field called? What's Col- Colby Hill's field called? Is it... I, just, I think it's just Razorback, Razorback Field. Razorback Field, yeah. okay. And That's then correct. Football's played at War Memorial, right? Mm-hmm. All of them. And uh, all the spring sports used to have, have them on fade, but okay. that, that's a recent change in the last few years. They got to put that sucker, those state championships, in. I guess it's well, the conflict. When there's right? been years like when when Barry Lenning was coaching and Bentonville would play Fayetteville, or, or you'd have two Northwest Arkansas schools, I, I always thought the attendance would be far better. But it'll be a neat deal to get to go out there and play. Yeah, I've, I've had the privilege of officiating a couple of high school games in at, at Razorback Stadium. I've um, snuck in and played on that moment. field, but yeah. it, you know they don't always have all the big. Uh, video boards on, or at least some of the ones I've been around it. You know, one time we showed up and it was a doubleheader. And I was working the second game of the doubleheader, and I believe it was Shiloh playing somebody. P- Petrino was was still coaching. They didn't have any chains, the, because Petrino had. There's two sets for the stadium. Petrino had them both over on the practice field and wouldn't give one up so they could play the football game in the stadium. They started the game for the high school game guys without chains. And they used bean bags, the officials' bean bags, to mark the beginning and the end. And someone stood to to be the box. That's wild. And that's how they they rectified it fairly early in the game. But that's the way the game started because Petrino was using both sets of chains in practice. Fayetteville High School is like a mile from the stadium. Just well, run over and get. Them. I don't think Fayetteville was playing in that game at that uh, moment. But oh man, that's yeah, crazy. It was, it was wild. Clay, let's stay on Fayetteville High School real quick. Isaiah Satania originally committed to A and M, decommitted, commits to Oregon. And then you get him to sign with Arkansas. Here's a guy that has track speed. We sometimes throw out that phrase when it's not actually the case, but he has it, and he's going to compete on the track team as well. You, you mentioned Marvin Caston being the guy that, like, outside of Cody Walker that stuck around a little bit, had some injuries, and then had a better year down the stretch. When's the last time you've seen a true freshman wide receiver come in and have an instant impact? And does Satania have the tools to be that for this staff? Yeah, when you saw the those those three freshmen come in, Jarius Wright, Joe Adams, and uh, I guess Greg Childs was in that group. Um, that that group had freshmen that could play as wide receivers, and and they wanted to get them on the field and you know get their progress, you know, where they would be contributors for the next you know few years. Uh, so they they were a team that really needed a lot of help. So those freshmen played, um, but. I don't know that there's been too many that have any more ability than Satania in that he is apparently ready to play. Uh, he likes the big stage. He's he's played in big games, uh, carried the load for Fayetteville. I mean, it's just it's just hard to fathom how many yards that he had last year. Is uh, you know is is a player that everybody targeted and doubled, and he you know he'd catch it underneath and outrun him. In space, he'd you know get behind him. Tommy, you saw him play. Well, I'm, I'm sure. I watched the uh, watched the championship game. Yeah, I saw him a couple of times, but just watching on TV the championship game that they had with Brian, you just see the speed. And here's the thing: freshman or se- speed gives you a chance to get on the field. Yep. I don't care if it's at safety or corner or wide receiver or running back. I mean, 
Clay, I mean, you've seen it over the decade. Speed is what will get. That is the great equalizer. You may not know the playbook well enough. You may make some technical mistakes in your footwork or or your reads. But if you can run faster than anyone else out there, they're going to find a way to to put you in a safe spot and and try to get you the ball. Well, this defense gets the safeties up. So you, I mean, this offense, I'm sorry. They're going to run the ball. The safeties will be in the box, at least one of them. And maybe maybe both will be, be... you know, shadowing. It's hard to double, and that's what that's what this offense does to you. And you saw the Texas A&M game where you know Burks was out there with that guy all by himself. And when you can take the top off the defense like like Isaiah can, watch out. Yeah. And I, I think that uh, you know Richard Smith was a guy that had that kind of blazing you know three yeah. four three eight you know something like that uh, track speed. Yeah, just really, yeah. I mean, he was, he a, tra- was a track, track guy. Yeah, he was a track guy. So, uh-huh. Yeah, and, and, and there's been a few others. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jerris Wright and Joe Adams, they had electric speed. Yeah. And that, that makes a big difference. Well, I mean, those are among the fastest guys on the team. And and when they put pads on, it didn't seem to bother them. And, it, and I think Isaiah is the same way. We don't have enough time to – I want to get into this in the next segment because we got a few more minutes on the other side. Because I think Ty and I have talked about this and – kicked it around how much Traylon Burks helped the running game last year because of the attention he drew. And maybe the reverse of that could be true. If the running game's good enough, maybe it helps the passing. Oh, no question. I want to get into that a little deeper with you. We only got a couple of minutes, and I think that deserves more than two or three minutes. So let's let's couch that and come back to it in a minute because I think last year the the, the number one rushing attack was clearly helped by Burks. Can the reverse of that be true with what's perceived to be a, a, a passing game that's going to need you know, a lift when with yeah. losing a player like Good Burks. point. And Burks was a great yeah. blocker. Yeah. Yeah, he got into it. And real quick on the subject of Satania, I want y'all when we hit a break and or if you have some time later today, watch his senior highlights compared to his junior and sophomore. Now he's got you see the speed jump off the page as a sophomore and junior. You see the ball skills and going up and get fifty fifty balls as see he's not that big. He's like six foot six one. Go watch him high point some of the touchdown passes that he had as a senior at Fayetteville High School. He he was going to get them. He didn't do that his sophomore and junior yeah. year. Okay, got a busy day. Uh, you're going to have another chance for people to qualify for the football trip of a lifetime. Rogers Avenue, Fort Smith location for Hardee's. So if you can eat one of those third-pound burgers in 90 seconds, you can be our next qualifier for the finals. We're giving away a trip to see the Chiefs and the Titans. Uh, that game's in November at Arrowhead. We got tickets, hotel, cash, all, everything you need to enjoy that weekend. So another chance to qualify between 11 and 1. You can get out and have lunch with Tide today at Hardy's on Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Bud Light Next is available nationwide today, anywhere you can buy your other Bud Light products. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.